0: Are you going to put the Chilean miners thing at the beginning?
1: No, I'm not going to. That would be like the second year in a row we did that.
0: Like the Chilean miners ah. emerging from the ground.
1: <laughs> it was I'm a back. dated reference I'm back a year and I'm ago. Bringing, it was dated a year ago. I'm
0: back and I'm bringing this bit with me.
1: That happened when we were in middle school. <laughs> Welcome
0: to the... It is your boy, Ethan.
1: And I'm Patrick.
0: And I'm back, baby. Man, it's... Terminator 2, Judgment Day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, it really sucks to not introduce the show anymore, I gotta tell you that much. Oh, sorry. (laughs) You know know why it's great to not introduce the show? Why? Because you don't know how to do it? No, it sucks, and here's why it sucks. because right it at suck? the end of the show, when we put the playoff music, you always like slowly get quieter and quieter. So I have to up your volume because yeah, the music gets louder and louder. It's my favorite part. I hate that. <laughs> why didn't you tell me that until? Because I because the because if I told you, then it wouldn't be content, and everything is content. <laughs>
0: Dude, I let me tell you this. Everyone got mad at me because I told them that the only reason I was going to classes at NST was for the podcast. <laughs> Like, why'd you not- have to
1: go two years in a row
0: um so it's kind of the the structure of focus new staff training is you go your first year you go to class you're freaking out you're learning things um, but also you're you're mostly just losing your mind because you don't know where you're going and then when you figure out where you're going you have to move there and then you have to fundraise and so you learn stuff but you don't really retain a lot of things. And so you go through oh, your cl- the classes yeah. again the second year, and some of them are are straight repeat, but a lot of them uh, kind of have new new elements to them. New fresh and, stories. Yes. And so, first of all, the stuff that is repeat is never bad to, to, to go over again because um, it's stuff about just how humans are wired and how we're designed and how we ought to interact with each other and with the Lord. And it's just good stuff to remember. Um, and then the the time that you would have spent freaking out about fundraising your salary you can spend actually diving into some of the other classes you know so it just gives oh, yeah, a, the, you go through it twice um as a new staff person but if I were to stay for a third year or a fourth year then I would have more leadership responsibilities so I would be what they call a dean or an associate dean which are missionaries that lead daily small groups okay so before we get our teams we're put into colleges And it's like 10 to 12 guys, 10 to 12 girls um, in each college has an associate dean and a dean. So it's just senior leadership to kind of guide conversation and work with the guys through um, the first couple of weeks before we really get integrated with our teams. And it's kind
1: of cute. They set it up like a college. That's kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really cool. And it just provides like a framework for friendship. um, If you come there and you don't know anybody, you know, it's a really great way to be Mm. to be Mm -hmm. built in. Like we did a skit. With our college, it was so funny. I'll have to send you the video sometime. But I think we did you sent like me a, the script. I did send you the script. Yeah, yeah. I, it was about the bats that were echolocating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It ended up it ended up being a, it brought the house down. So that's good. If I ever get access to a
1: full video, if I'll, there's anything we're good at, it's making extremely funny niche Catholic humor. It was
0: honestly, it was so the literally the bit was is that I was an Animal Planet documentary host. And my three friends just wore blindfolds and wandered around on stage. And I called them the secondarius Uricus bat. <laughs> that was their genus. And I said the word genus like four times. That's hilarious. And I was like, they're looking for a, a chaste relationship because they haven't eaten in a year. It's like a <laughs> joke. And it was just and they were wandering around and they were going, oh! like trying to find their way. And they were like. <laughs> Touching me and like grabbing me while I was talking with the microphone, I stayed completely straight face. It was so funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. But
1: I'm starting I'm starting to worry personally. Yeah. That all of my jokes my the only jokes I can tell extend exclusively to like the Catholic sphere. Especially because especially because coming out of Franciscan and going right into parish work, it's like I'm always around Catholics. And so most of my jokes have to do with Catholicism. And Teresa tells me otherwise, but I think most of my, I think I, I, I'm trying, I'm, I'm thinking about getting back into stand up and like, I'm Dude. worried that I'm going to go in and be like, Pff, man, Vatican II, am I right, guys? And this <laughs> silence, absolute silence, uh, <laughs> man, this my- would have killed on the hill.
0: I came home, I came home after, after being away on mission for a year. My mom said I needed more fruit. I said, what is this? The Council of Orange? And come on, please,
1: please laugh uh please clap
0: (laughs) (laughs) please clap no i think that i comedy is so interesting i read steve martin's autobiography this month this past month yeah fascinating first of all he fornicated a lot and we should pray for him and second of all and he just writes about it just openly in his book it's very strange that is weird (laughs) um and secondly dad from
1: cheaper by the dozen slept around what the hell
0: (laughs) who would have (laughs) thought who would have thought uh Second of all, the, it was so fascinating because he talked about how it took him almost 13 years to get his act right. And then once he got it, he was big for two years. He was selling out 40,000-person stadiums, and then he just quit, and he started playing banjo. And now yeah. that's all he's done since then is play the banjo. And I'm just like, that's so fascinating. So if your comedy's not going great, give it some time.
1: Yeah, I was listening. To I don't advocate l-
0: sleeping around, but I do all, not. Ad- else. I,
1: I feel like that makes you like a, a worse comic. I think. I think. That, I think that chastity makes you a better com- comedian. I think
0: virtue in general will make you funnier. It's.
1: I. I. I, I honestly, think that's true. But all the comedians I know are virgins. So, <laughs> is that a was that a joke? Yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: <laughs> that's funny. Then. Yeah. Hey, um, I got some other news. Before were you going to say something? No. Oh, I got a car yesterday. Oh yeah. Broom, broom! Thanks for the, your excitement.
1: <laughs> no, I'm I'm very happy for you. How much debt you in?
0: Not I'll, I paid for it with a check.
1: That's incredible. That's that's good. That's very yeah. good.
0: So I'm in no debt. I just have to pay insurance, which is great. I love that new monthly <laughs> withdrawal from my bank account. Uh, so I got a car. I'm back from training. Everything's coming up. Millhouse. That's all. That's Who's all gonna... I wanted to say.
1: Yeah. Um, I I've been I've been living in the rectory for, not, not the rectory, but a rectory for uh, for for the past couple of months. <laughs> the one and only rectory. The, one and o- the only rectory. I've been living in one of our parish rectories okay. for a couple of months, one and I like have just been cruising. I'm like, yeah, this is great because I've been r- intensely focused on work. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to move in there temporarily while I looked for another place, and then today my pastor to me is like, hey, like how's the hunt for another house going? And the thing is, he wasn't being passive-aggressive. He was just making conversation, and mm-hmm. I was just like... Oh crap, I forgot. I'm supposed to be looking for another you house. I forgot
0: that the place you were staying was temporary. Is temporary. But here's
1: the thing, it's so nice.
0: You're an accidental freeloader. I'm actually the, a freeloader, but I think time. after
1: a couple more months, squatters rights kick in, so I'm good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what happened to that apartment that you had? It was in Steubenville. Oh it was extremely yeah. far away and like and Phoebe's not in anymore. Steubenville, so why would I make right. why would I make so, the uh, hour drive?
0: So what's the point
1: even? Yeah, what's what's the point of even being in Steubenville anymore? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel that. Uh, all right. Well, now that the podcast is back up and running, yeah, um, it's incredible. We're we're here. I would like, if you'd be interested at all, to hear about how training went this year. I could share um, some some top top nuggets with. Actually,
1: you. Actually, I'd rather do anything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we yeah, we can do that.
0: <laughs> okay. I well okay. So the I have a couple of things. I'm sure that you'll be interested in at least some of them. I'll try to pick out the most interesting ones, but. So I was in Florida for five weeks, right? And I was praying a lot. I was learning a lot. I learned a lot more through conversation this year than I did through class. So if you go back last year and listen, I learned a lot in the classes. and I feel like I had a lot of big sweeping changes that I had to make, you know yeah, That's where yeah, I kind yeah. of swept away all of my Netflix, swept away all of my bad podcasts that I was like listening no longer to. listening to Mobamba. I no, I can't <laughs> listen to Mobamba or Mabim Bam. Both are Mabim gone bam. Mobim Bam, Bamba. Um, all of it gone. And so that kind of really – it was like a big change in my media consumption habits and in my pursuit of virtue and my understanding of uh, how to grow as a man. And then I went through this whole year of being a missionary, and that was crazy. And so now I was able to kind of look at this training a bit more objectively, I guess, and not be so stressed out about who can I hang out with, who can I, where can I be, where can I go, what can I do, all this stuff, like running around like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> and yeah. the this year – um so can I talk about I'm going to talk about prayer first, get that out of the way, and then we yeah. talk about some some mission stuff. Is that fair? Okay, yeah, you so, actually
1: don't have to ask me a question. I I've been I've been I've been fronting the content for the past 3 weeks. I am <laughs> cruising to, baby. We're about to
0: unload. I went to I'm 60 kicking my this summer. We've got 60 episodes. So Wait, sorry, what? I went to 60 classes this
1: summer. We had three classes a day for five weeks. We got it. We got. We got. We got. We have
0: sixty episodes worth of. So I'm kidding. We don't. I
1: I I want to know. So it's sixty. It's sixty different classes. So like, are they all like an individual unit, or are they like like is it evangelization? What are What do they teach you? (laughs) Evangelization one hundred and one. Welcome
0: everybody to class. I am your host, Mister Evangelization.
1: I mean, I am your Um, professor.
0: (laughs) I am. I teach you now. I am Dr. Evangelization.
1: Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's like the best superhero ever.
0: (laughs) Okay, so it's it's split up into five weeks. Yes. Five weeks split into four segments. First week is human formation. Second week is spiritual formation. Third week is intellectual formation. Fourth week and fifth week are apostolic formation.
1: So we definitely did talk about this last year. Now that I think about
0: it. I'm just reminding you. So first week is all about virtue. Um it's all about conforming our lives to that of Christ, um, taking on the mind of Christ, um, just being well humanly formed in in all aspects. A lot about virtue, a lot about chastity, um, those things, right? Second week, Father Mike Schmitz comes in, does a couple of days, we talk about um identity, relationship with God, um, how our relationship with God has rights and responsibilities, all that stuff. Um, that week we have a retreat. So we go on retreat for a couple of days. And then week after that is intellectual. So we talk about city of God versus city of man. So we talk about philosophy and uh, theology and the history of uh, some of the modern heresies of like modernism, progressivism, scientism, those things. Um, And we trace them back through the Renaissance and um, the Reformation. And uh, what's the other one? The Enlightenment. Enlightenment. The Enlightenment. That's right. All the way back to like Occam. Uh, so that's pretty fun. And then we kind of do City of God, what's our response to all of those things. And we, that's Father Philip Bochansky comes in that week and does a, a whole class on marriage and um uh how to how to talk about same sex marriage and with with people on campus, which is was really, really good. Um, and then yeah, the last two weeks are is a lot of in-house focus staff talking about you know, Bible studies, discipleship, mission on campus, wind build send... um, like all those practical sort of technical things that we do and how to do them well mm-hmm. and setting a sort of a framework and a foundation for all of that. And that's also when we get into fundraising too. So that's kind of the structure. Nice. Um, so first week I prayed, I'm not going to go through week by week. I'm just giving a time, time frame, but first week I was there, we had this afternoon of recollection, just this whole afternoon to pray through our entire year, which was amazing. I needed it so bad after, Coming back from campus and then moving there and traveling and all these things, I was like, finally, I just get some time to be with the Lord. and It was awesome. And the priest that was leading it was asking all these questions like, hey, what what was the biggest surprise of the year? What was the biggest blessing of the year? What's the biggest thing that you learned? And I was trying to pray through these things, but I ca- I couldn't start. Like, I was stuck because I was trying to ask Jesus. I was like, Jesus, what was the biggest surprise of the year? And then I couldn't get past that because I was like, I don't even know who Jesus is, dude. Like, I was so stuck. Ooh like, I don't, Jesus, I feel like I haven't talked to you. feel like I don't know you. I feel like you don't know me. What's going on? I'm praying every day, but you're not actually here. Like, what's, what's up? Why do I feel so stuck? And then I go into a small group. It was like two hours of that basically of just being really frustrated of at the Lord and at myself. Like, why can't I pray? I don't know. I, it was just so strange. And I go into the conversation afterwards and the guys are like talking to each other about what they prayed about. And they came to me like, Ethan, do you have anything to share? Because I hadn't said anything, which is just uncharacteristic. And uh, they like, Ethan, do you have anything? I was like, no, I have nothing. I've been in desolation for like nine months and I just realized it. <laughs> yeah. And it, they were like, oh, man, that's really hard. And I was like, yeah. And it was, it was so eye-opening because it was just talking. And so I read through some like discernment of spirits and looking at what desolation is and what consolation is. And I was like, shoot. That I don't have consolation right now, and I haven't since mm. I became a missionary. So, what's what's up with that? Like since April of my senior year, you know, over a year ago. So the next day, I come back to prayer, and I'm still really wrestling with all of this. And I say, I, I kneel down, and this is the power of just asking straight up for what you want um, from the Lord. I was like, Lord, I would like to have a deeper relationship with you. I feel like I don't have one right now, but I would like to have one with you. And that's what I, that was my prayer for the whole Holy Hour that day. Next day I come back and I just start up back to basics, right? I'm like, Lord, you are good. Lord, you are awesome. Lord, I love you. Um, and then kind of just saying some of the names of the Lord. Lord, you are the the good shepherd, the divine physician, the, the prince of peace, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Just going through all of the great uh, titles that we have for God, right? For Jesus. Um, and just going through all of these and, and just praising him, right? And then, this whole time I'm feeling like, man, this is not real. This is fake. I'm just kind of talking to myself like this is pointless. Getting really again frustrated. The similar to what I felt the other day, and I keep going through this and I keep going through this. And finally, I'm like, Lord, this this feels fake. Like why? I'm trying to praise you, but it just feels not real. And I kid you not, dude, this was nuts. Jesus was said to me. He goes, Ethan, it doesn't matter if you think it's fake. It's real to me. I huh. was like, oh, yeah. huh. Well, that's nice to know. And like, (laughs) 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 and so I just had this nice moment where I was like, oh, like no matter what I feel, Jesus is listening. Great. And so I just kept going and I just kept praising him. And from that, that turned obviously into Mm. like Thanksgiving, right? That's the only, like the next place that I can be is like, Lord, you are amazing. Thank you for giving me everything you've given me. And I was just, I literally went through my entire list of like people in my life from, the, the people that I was there with at training this summer, all the way back to my friends in high school and in grade school, just like thanking the Lord for everybody in my life um, and thanking him for everything that I have and everything that I've done. And then at that point, he kind of gave me this image of like his heart This is the the, the, the month of the Sacred Heart. Right. So I prayed a lot with the, the image of the Sacred Heart and he was, he gave me this image of his heart and it was on fire. And he's like, Ethan, I want your heart to be on fire for me too. And I was like, I want that. And so I was like, how do I get my heart to be on fire? And I was thinking, oh, the, the, a fire needs fuel, right? So I got to put things on the fire. What does that actually look like to put fuel on the fire of my heart? It actually means offering everything up to the Lord and letting it be tested in fire, like in first Corinthians, you know what I mean? And so I was tossing all this stuff onto the fire, like my, Everything I know about the faith, every podcast that I've ever done, every Bible study I've ever led, every and then it's like thinking in the future, like every new person, every that I meet, like every new soul, every conversation that I have, again, like every person, every relationship, all of it has to go onto this fire. Um, And I was just at this place where I was like, wow, Jesus is like, I have to offer you everything and you have to take everything and you're going to you're going to take what's not good for me. Um, and you're going to give me what's, what is good for me and you're going to test it all through this fire. It's going to get stronger and all these things. It was amazing. Um, and it was just the best prayer I've had in so long. And then I read again, what consolation is. It's like you, your heart is inflamed for the Lord. And I was like, Mm ah, I have that. That's me. I I get, I'm there. I'm there right now. Yeah. And have you ever seen the Incredibles? Uh, of course. Okay. So do you know the part at the very beginning where Bob goes out with the Frozone and they're, they're, uh, they're saving people from the fire, you know? Yeah. And he comes back home and he's sneaking through the house and he eats the cake. And then Helen <laughs> turns around and he's like, Ooh. you know, like totally, yeah. totally caught. Um, So I, I had prayed again the next day, similar themes. And Jesus, for whatever reason, like that, that scene popped into my mind. And Jesus was like, you're like Bob and I'm like Helen. I've been <laughs> sitting here in this living room for a year waiting for you to come back because you've been too busy going out and doing good, in quotation marks, but you haven't actually been taking care of the most important thing, which is our relationship. Mm. And I was like, oh, shout out Pixar movies for giving me a framework to understand where I've been sinning in my relationship with the Lord. Nice. Like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. But it's true. Like, It's so easy as a missionary to go out and just do a bunch of good stuff, and I'm sure as a youth minister too,
1: yeah, to oh, yeah. go out,
0: do a bunch of good, and then come back to Jesus at the end of the day with this kind of sheepish look on your face of like, uh did you want to come, <laughs> you know, like, were you, did you want to know about this? Were you supposed to be a part of
1: it? Um, Cause it's not an either or thing. Cause right. the end of the Incredibles, obviously they're like, and the end of the second movie, it's actually the same movie, but it's like they're, <sighs> one of them goes off on their own to fight the battle. But in the end, they only win when they fight together. Wow. Yes.
0: That's, I don't know if that's not deep. I don't know what is.
1: And that's not, that's, you know how deep that is. That's so deep that um, I won't swim there if I don't have my floaties. I'll tell you that much.
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> Very good.
1: <laughs> you know how I learned to swim? Yeah, my grandpa swim. put floaties on me and threw me in the pool, <laughs> and I landed upside down. <laughs> <laughs> floaties work both ways, folks. You I'm know like how I bobbing. learned to swim? What? Ow. I
0: fell into a lake backwards off of a dock, and my cousin oh, yeah? jump in and save me. I didn't swim at all it was actually a near drowning experience. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm fine now though. <laughs> um, so that was, I mean, that was prayer, right? I, and I think yeah. that was just a really powerful, something I'm going to keep going back to for a long time of throwing things onto the fire of my heart to continue it burning. Cause I don't want it to go out ever again, you know? Um, and just offering everything up to the Lord. And then trusting that yeah, actually, my relationship with him is more important than any good thing that I can be doing like outside. Yeah. So um, that was just just some really I had lots of great prayer the whole month, but that was just really set the stage for the entire month, um, which made it a really sort of special time because I just hadn't had prayer like that since literally since before I became a missionary. So feeling good about that one, for mm-hmm. sure.
1: Mm-hmm. And, so, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I've been feeling extremely anxious whenever okay. I talk or think or listen to a podcast about <laughs> okay, the okay. spiritual life.
0: Gotcha. I thought you um, were gonna stop it. Whenever I talk or think or listen, at all. P-A. Whenever, <laughs> anytime I'm awake, anytime I'm terrified. Yes. Uh,
1: and no, but because in these past couple of months, I think I've been really that whole like, if you don't pray you shouldn't have your job has been like really in my brain. Okay. And I'm like, well, I don't think I'm praying the best way possible. So Mm. maybe I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing, which I know is not true.
0: So what is, does your prayer life look like
1: right now? Right now, my prayer life. Okay. So it's changed over the past couple of months. So Uh in the past, what it looked like was going to mass every day. And that was what, what happened, what happened was this is, actually, this is weird. Cause like, we're not even going through the past couple of months. This is like the past couple like, of no, weeks. We're going into the past couple of months. Right. I, was like, I was like, so I was so scared of praying. I just wasn't praying at all. Mm-hmm. And then I like, was like, all right, shut up, Patrick, screw it. We're going to go to adoration. We're just going to sit there. And we're going to look at Jesus until he tells us something. Yes. And I was like, I was like going on strike. And I was like, look at Jesus. And I was like, Jesus, what? What do you want me to do? And he's like, Patrick, you know how you liked Mass when you were a kid? I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do it again. I was like, okay, cool. And so I was like, all I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Mass, daily Mass at noon every day. So I did. My prayer life was pretty good. And then Jesus was like, okay. now So daily Mass ended at that time period for, it was just a Lent. It was just an Easter thing. So it ended for the summer. Mm-hmm. And um. Then I was like, okay, adoration every day for 30 minutes. And like that's been really hard to do. And so it's kind of scaled back to like 15 minutes of prayer of of scripture and meditative prayer in the morning. And like I know I can go for 30 minutes and, and most of the time I do. But just like thinking about 30 minutes daily is like freaking me out. Mm. Cause I'm like, I know I'm gonna fail and I know what's gonna happen, is I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna feel bad, and then I'm gonna stop praying for a real long time, and then something bad's gonna happen. And then I'm going to feel really bad. I'm going to come like slinking back to Jesus like, hey, I'm sad. What's wrong? And he's like, well, you're not praying. And then I'll go back into the same cycle that I'm in. It's mm-hmm. like a my prayer life is good. And then I fail. And then I get really, really down on myself. And then I stop praying. And then Jesus is like, hey, come back to me. You're sad. And then I'm like, okay, cool. And then it just cycles and cycles and cycles. Dang. So that's where I'm at. Have you talked to like a priest about that? Kind of. So I tried doing spiritual direction and I just feel like it's not like I, so I I went, I went to a priest for spiritual direction, but he said he can only meet once every other month. And I was Mm. like, that's not even really enough time to like form a relationship. Yeah. And especially because like I kind of, I kind of need to act quickly. Mm -hmm. And all of the priests that I know are my coworkers. Hmm. And so, like, like I can't really go to Father Anthony for spiritual direction. Like, I can go right. to him for advice and for help. Yeah. But it's like, it's tough. And
0: it would be inappropriate. It
1: would be inappropriate because, like, we work together all the time. <clears throat> yeah. And like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just looking, I'm just looking for direction, and I just don't really know where to go. Yeah. Sorry, that's
0: tough. I'll okay. pray that you find a priest.
1: I'm also like kind of cranky today, so like that's coming out a little more did i make you cranky did no I, no no no. you know what I happened you was cranky right now no not at all okay do you need like a hug what yes what <laughs> happened was i went, <laughs> i was uh i was cleaning my house yesterday mm. i don't know i maybe that had something to do with it i don't know what it was but like i tried to go to bed at um at like 11 and i was up until three and like twice twice throughout the night i like woke up and like thought someone was in my house and like checked the whole house and then went back to sleep it sucked man <laughs> so i didn't get a lot of sleep yesterday that's another reason why I'm cranky.
0: Yeah, I um, so since being home, it's been really hard for me to keep my holy hour. Um, even after getting a car, I mean, I've only had it for a day, but the the temptation to just slither back into home life is so strong. Yeah, because I didn't when I lived here full time, I I never really prayed. So trying to figure out how to deal with that. The, the quote that I always think of is that environment eats willpower for breakfast every time. Hmm. And I, yeah. I remember that often when I come home and I like, I maybe don't pray. Like I pray for 10 minutes at the end of the day. Cause I didn't the rest of the day. And I like the temptation for me is to get mad at myself. Like, man, Ethan, you, you're a missionary dude you better. But the reality is, is that the Lord just wants me to come to him in whatever way. Like I, I, this probably isn't helpful, but I don't want to like waste time beating myself up when I could just come back to the Lord, you know? Yeah. So, but that's, that's also a temptation of mine is like, I desire perfection. I desire to be virtuous. I desire to have all of these great qualities and I want to get up on time and pray and go to mass and all these things. But, um, the reality is that I won't every single day. And so for the days that I don't, I just need to remember, you know, all of the other hundreds of days that I've gotten up and done my holy hour and say this one day or this one instance doesn't make me like a bad disciple this shouldn't shouldn't prevent me from praying tomorrow and so just well there was some phrase some french dude lagrange or maybe it was someone else that said it but just whenever he messes up there was some saint he just r- says this word i think it's in russian I, whatever the russian is for begin again or mm. start over you know because that's that's all we can do is just get up, keep going. So, cause I don't, I
1: just, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I don't, I don't really know what's like wrong with me, but I, I, I've, I've always, I've tried for a very long time to stop beating mm. myself up and mm. I feel like I just can't. Yeah. Cause I'm either, I'm either beating myself up because mm. I suck mm. or I'm not paying attention to my flaws at all because it hurts too much. Mm. And it, it's just, I swing back and forth from this and I can't yeah. seem to find like a way out of that cycle. Yeah. Um, and I used to, and then I, and then I used to like be like, "Oh, well, you're just focused on yourself so much, Patrick. That's just so much pride." And then I would just, like, re- like just that that would just be another thing to like for me to kick myself about, with, like, "Yeah, yeah look at look at how like sinful I am, and I suck." Because even even me knowing that I suck is bad, and so it's just, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of toughness. Do you
0: have non-youth minister friends your age that you hang out with? Um. No. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have an idea. (laughs) Maybe. So when all of your friends work in the church or are missionaries, it's super easy to play the comparison game and just be like, oh, man, he's holy, he's praying, he's doing this, he's doing that. And I'm sure that plays a part. But when you have friends that don't work in the church and aren't doing ministry, aren't missionaries or whatever, then it's like, oh, man, look at these normal people that I can hang out with And that will keep me accountable, but they're not like super intense about it. Yeah. Yeah. It could be something to look into. I struggle with that because it's super easy just to slip into my friends are my students and my friends who aren't my students are other missionaries. Like I Mm -hmm. actually have to put a lot of effort into making sure that I maintain my friendships with my, with the people who aren't on staff with me or are just my guys on at Tulsa. So it shouldn't
1: be too hard to find friends. I think you will. Pittsburgh is a big place. They got a thriving young adult community. true. Sure, I'm not in Pittsburgh though. I'm like an hour away. How? I thought you were in Pittsburgh. Well, I'm in the diocese of Pittsburgh, but I'm on like the uh, border of it. Yeah. And oh, there's not a lot of young away. people here.
0: Dang. So you yeah. just got to make them come to you. What we'll do. Get ready. Live podcast. Live podcast. We'll put a
1: big young adult magnet on the roof of the rectory and then we'll draw all of them together. A free beer on the roof. that was really good thank you that was impressive i didn't even realize i was setting you up for anything but i'm really (laughs) glad that worked out the way it did
0: hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch sorry to interrupt what i'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation but i wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors we will be back right after this Young adult ministry is hard, dude. Especially is, when yeah. you are a young adult and you need to be ministered to. Yeah. It's, and you're not the one doing the ministering. Yes. And you, it's just, it's a weird yeah. transition to be like, actually, I need community. Where do I? Okay. I build no community all day. Where do I go? Tinder.com <laughs> <Help. Help. laughs> forward slash forward slash help. 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 Contact me. Um, yeah. Do you want to hear about the other things that was good about training? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean to get super deep into your own prayer life. No, it's I just, cool. I'm worried about you, and I want to help you.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about me too sometimes.
0: <laughs> um, so something that I think you'll find very interesting, and maybe I would love to flesh this out with you. One Absolutely. Of the last, one of the last nights that I was there, uh, there's this priest, Father Brendan Rowling, who's uh, a Benedictine. He's one of the national chaplains for Focus. Um, an incredible man, right? Super holy guy. We talked about a couple things and one of them, I actually, both of them, I think are interesting. So I'm going to talk about both of them. So the first one was, (laughs) um, he, I, I went to him and we were talking and for whatever reason we started talking about like church architecture, but not like chapel architecture, just like Newman center architecture. And I was like, what? He like asked me how wide the hallways were in Tulsa. And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know. 36 inches. Get out of here. Like, what are <laughs> you talking? Stop asking me questions. And he made his point. He's like, wide hallways are different than narrow hallways. That's true. What, what do narrow hallways indicate? What do they communicate?
1: They indicate that you have to go to where you're going now and you yeah. can't chill what, in the hallway. Ha-
0: wide hallways say what?
1: You can chill here.
0: Right. Um, and so when there's, so I was, we were just talking about like different things like that, like the arrangement of furniture, He was asking me like, what does the furniture feel like in this place? And I was like, well, actually I've never really thought about it. You know, he's like, are there ways that you can rearrange furniture to facilitate conversation better? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And I was thinking about my own house of like, cause he was talking about how conversation dies in rooms where there's just couches all along the edges because it's one big space and it's really hard to keep conversation going in one big group setting. Yeah. And I th- was thinking to my house and I was like, I have a room with couches all along the sides,
1: the outsides. Yeah.
0: And so thinking logistically of like, actually, there's so much he, he worked in residence life. And this made something some stuff that you talked about It's like they didn't make a dorm at Benedictine bigger than 150 people, because in I think it was like in six weeks, you can know 150 people uh, by name. Or something like mm-hmm. that. And they make they put two RAs on a floor of thirty because one person can know thirty people's names in a week. And so they put two RAs on a floor but of no more than thirty. And I was like, There and he was just talking about like the how at Ave Maria, right? He's like, How wide are the sidewalks at Ave Maria? And I was like, it's Pretty wide. And he goes, How much do you think they cost? And I was like, I don't know, a couple couple dollars, many dollars. <laughs> He's like, It costs two million dollars for them to put in all of the sidewalks around here. And he said, what does that say to you about what Avia Maria desires for its students? And I said, I want, they, well, I want them to talk to each other. Yeah, he wants them. To, they want them to be friends. And yeah. so thinking about all of this and thinking about – there are some things that we can't change, right? Like the structure of a building. Like that's just – I mean unless we have millions of dollars to renovate something, we just don't have that kind of capital, you and me. Unless you're sitting on a goose egg that I just don't know about.
1: I um, am. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I need a priest. Um, the <laughs> – Will somebody please hear my confession? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the things that we can control are like furniture arrangements and the hospitality that we provide. And I think some one of the things about hospitality that I didn't really acknowledge before is the actual where the furniture goes and how it's set up. So is your is your room set up to have three to four small conversations going on at once or is it set up to have one big conversation? And what's going to be more hospitable? three or four small conversations or one big one. And I was like, shoot, like I need to actually move around all of the furniture in my home. If I want Mm -hmm. this place to, like, cause I invite people over, right? This is something that I learned is that I'm, I thought that I was good at hosting events and I'm actually bad at it. That's, that's (laughs) what I learned this whole year. And what was doubly reinforced at, at training? Cause every time I would try to do something or try to have people over, it just would, it would go okay, but it wouldn't go great. And I'm like, what's, what am I missing? And I think this is part of it. Have you ever thought about any of that?
1: Yeah. So when that's actually kind of funny because when we were uh, we were throwing Teresa shout out Teresa's birthday party. Thanks, for the and <laughs> you could have come if you want. I think we I did were, tell you I about mean, it. Nobody told me. I'm it's okay. I'm um, not, not here <laughs> <and> my, <hurt. laughs> my apartment in Steubenville was first of all. First thing we did was we moved the TV out of the main room. We put mm-hmm. it in like a side room so there yep. was no TV in the room because. Yep. Even though we weren't going to be watching TV or we could have put something on the TV that was like nice and ambiance ish, having a TV in the room kind mm-hmm. of like you focus your even if you don't, you're not thinking about it. You focus your attention on it, right? Because it's just a big black thing in the yep. middle of the room. And you're like, what's going to be on that? Nothing.
0: Hey, Patrick. Hey, Ethan. How you doing? I'm good. Have you ever noticed that people who are older are different than people who are younger?
1: I have. It's actually one of the only ways that I can be funny is pointing out those differences. Do you have trouble
0: <laughs> Do you have trouble <laughs> relating to other people in your age group except by making fun of the church ruining baby boomers?
1: I do, and I like how that was subtly a way to make fun of the church ruining baby boomers.
0: It wasn't.
1: Well dang it. Well, so what I'm
0: saying is, boy, do I have a deal for you.
1: This is great because so many times <laughs> on the crunch do we do fake ad reads for things, but this one's a real ad read for something. This uh yeah,
0: it is. It uh, is. I'm feeling good right now, so let me tell you this, Pat. We are doing our first ever real ad read. We're getting paid for this right now. You're listening to this and we're just raking in the dough. I'm Scrooge McDucking it over here. And you know what's good <laughs> about Scrooge McDuck? He was a boomer. So, there you go. <laughs> that's the connection. We got contacted by Matt and Lisa from the Catholic Card Game. Pat, you remember the, them when they came on the show?
1: Yeah, they came on the show. and They're probably going to come on the show again sometime soon. What did uh, What did they say when they contacted us, Patrick? So they're they super excited to announce their seventh expansion for the Catholic Card Game on Kickstarter. The Catholic Card Game is a uh, card game for Catholics. It's a prompt and response card game. And the first time that I ever introduced it to a friend, he said, "What is this like Bibleopoly?" And then he played it, and he freaking loved it. It was mm. not like any other religious themed game he's ever played in his life. It's unique, it's it hilarious, and we played it until we ran good out of the box.
0: What is Bibleopoly? Nowhere near as <laughs> We can't. We can't say that in an ad. Uh, we can, because I mean, it's like saying it would be like in an ad for strawberry pop chart saying they're good but they're not as good as brown cinnamon sugar you know what i mean it's just stating truth <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i've never played bible first Lopley. of all
1: i've never heard someone say something so wrong in my life we okay. need to stop this ad read brown
0: S- cinnamon sugar second of all i think the catholic card game is great and i think everybody <laughs> should play it uh and buy the generations uh expansion
1: pack the generations expansion pack is everything that you love about the card game but Everything you hate about boomers and, and millennials. And
0: hey, if you're one of the few uh, people over the age of 50 that listen to this podcast, wink, wink, we know who you are. Uh, you can make fun of those gosh darn millennials. Uh,
1: for, for, for eating their avocado toast while taking pictures on their Instagrams. And for you guys who are over the age of 50 and need your cheaters, the baby boomer cards are printed in a larger font. So you're fine. <laughs> So this ad is gonna be. Now we don't need to say that part. That's just part. That part's just for us. There's 54 brand new cards, and it's only ten dollars, including shipping in the United States. You can't find a game. You can't find a better than deal that. than this.
0: All Never right? has so, there ever been a deal like this. Never. I know when you first bought Bibleopoly in 1983, Grandpa, <laughs> that you thought that you had reached the pinnacle of Invented by games. boomers. I know when you out there, Jerry, on your Instagram. I know you think you're munching that pop tart, and it's good for you. You know what's better for you? Catholic Card Game.
1: Catholic Card Game. Generations. Where's so, the,
0: do they have a link? Is there a link, Patrick? They do,
1: and we're going to put a link in the description. You can Great. search Catholic Card Game on Kickstarter to find it. So to go to kickstarter.com and then search Catholic Card Game to find it. Remember, Catholic Card Game, I learned in, in communication you're supposed to say it six times, so we just hit six times. <laughs> this is a very professional ad read, and remember, strawberry Pop-Tarts are better than brown cinnamon sugar.
0: That's not true. So you move the TV.
1: So I move the TV and my apartment is 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 very long okay it's like one long. like it it looks like it should be if you doubled it it looks like it would be like a nice floor layout but it looks like a very wide hallway Mm -hmm. and i I can't give you the square footage but i was like man this is going to be horrible for hosting a party it was perfect because we lined seating up against like the walls and we put chairs facing those seats so you could have like a wall of like several different conversations all happening. And those mm-hmm. conversations could like join each other and move away from each other at will. Right. Um, and then there was like a tiny kitchen off to the side. Uh, we had like, we had like tape, we had a table set up in the corner with chairs f- facing each other. And then we had like outside seating. It was actually perfect. Cause we had roughly eight areas where conversations could happen and those conversations could all flow into each other and out of each other. So we could all talk or we none of us could talk. Um, and it was a party about fifty people in a one bedroom apartment, so it was it worked. Um, there was not a dull moment, and it was great. Wow! Uh, dancing could be going on, and then in the other side of the room, if you don't want to do that, you can talk to somebody. Dang. We had like game. It was it was great.
0: That's what I need. Can you come over to my house and decorate my? Can we do a live podcast in Tulsa this year?
1: We can do a live podcast in Tulsa where I, Chip, and Joanna Gaines your house out. <laughs> that could be I'm bonus content for the Patreon supporters. We are the real property
0: brothers. I think we would be so bad. Did you ever get an email back from
1: EWTN about our TV show pitch? No, you sent that email,
0: but yeah, no. Well, I CC'd you, and I don't know if they would have emailed you back.
1: They're like, this guy's obviously his manager. We should talk to him. No, yeah. they didn't tell. they didn't email me. All right, cool, cool.
0: Not that I was expecting one. I was just...
1: I knew. Really. I, I was kind of. I was. I didn't even really one. want
0: one, to be honest. I don't really want Yeah.
1: I, I I think it's. I think it was. I think there's. Uh, that it was stupid and I didn't even care. I didn't uh, yeah. Care. I don't even stupid. like it. was just kind of like a. I didn't even. I don't that even much, like them. I don't even like TV. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to
0: be back. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, Ooh. So I think. Yeah. So along these lines, unless you had more to say about furniture, but.
1: That let's say about furniture. Okay,
0: along these lines, a bigger sort of concept kind of emerged of what. Mm-hmm. So, what makes guys, especially right, and girls, but we we're mostly talking about like in context of men's ministry, like what makes guys want to share with people. Um, like experiences that they've had, you know, like trying to understand like what would make a guy after he experiences something over the weekend or maybe over a winter break or whatever, what makes him want to share it with his friends, his teammates, his fraternity brothers. And we were like all trying to rack our brains of like, Oh man, like I don't really know. And father Brendan was kind of leading us towards this understanding of look, shared experiences are good because guys will identify with them and, um, and you want to you, a, – a road trip is like – like for example, like a road trip is a really good idea because it creates like a shared experience that you're all together. You're bonded. You create inside jokes. Um, and he's like, but why do people share it? And I was like – or somebody said because um, – or like what makes them more likely to share it with other people? And somebody said if you name it, then that's what will change the game. Because you think for, for guys and girls, just for people in general, like they love to – be a part of something. Right. And so if you say like, if you have a house, like the, the missionaries at K state, they called their house, the dog house. Everybody mm, nice. knew the name of the dog house. Right. Yeah. Big dogs eat while puppies get full or that's what they would say. Um, and it sort of like took on this. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. It took on this life of its own where my friend Clayton, um, who's gonna be at OSU next year. He would talk about how these freshman guys in his Bible city would come up to him that like during the day, throughout the day, and they'd be like, "Clayton, did you do your holy hour today." Big dogs eat, and like the the, <laughs> the name of the house ended up becoming like this thing to identify with, being a part of the Catholic community, being a part mm-hmm. of a, a community of prayer. Yeah. And so, like, if you go on a road trip, you name the road trip. If you have a house, you name the house. If you have a car, name the car, so that guys and girls can identify. Like they with the name, there becomes so much so many memories, right? And s- with those memories. Yeah comes like actually like our memories are what form us like our experiences are what change us and so yeah if that's why yeah go ahead
1: man no that that's why i've been so pressed like have a youth room yeah because when you look at something you're like that's the youth room Mm -hmm. it's something that they all identify with this is the biggest thing
0: yeah it's huge
1: forever even in my home parish this is how it is like at my home parish and i i don't know I, i i the parish wants and I don't not not any not just everybody in the parish. I don't want to like generalize here, but it sounds like, like you're generalizing. Par- the parish wants a youth group, but that's a multi-purpose room. That's not the youth room. Like Ooh. we had, we had this issue when oh. we had this issue when we were when um, we were building a new building for the uh, for my my parish back home. Mm-hmm. Um, they were going to give us the a, a room that was not half the size; it was three quarters the size of our old youth room. Um, and there was a really, really big room in the new building that was going to be the multi-purpose room, mm-hmm. but we already had a parish hall. And so my youth minister said, if you give us this new room, we're not moving buildings. And the youth group was actually big enough for that to be a leverage <laughs> because it was like, we're not going to fit here. We're not going to move here. We'll have youth ministry in the parish hall. Like, I don't care. But like, they're, they're like, okay, cool. This can be the youth room, but other people can use it. And that's the thing. It's like, it was fine that other people used it, but we still called it the youth room. And mm-hmm. they, they wanted to call it the, um, the mercedes hall multi-purpose room or something they wanted to like call it something i forget i forget what the actual name of the hall was but we all called it the youth room and i was like i refuse to call it anything but the youth room right because like that that's something that i identify with even though in hindsight the youth room is like a really weird name for something Mm -hmm. um just objectively but it did it did make me feel like i had a place to go Even if I even if I I don't I don't spend all my time there, but it is a place where I feel not necessarily at home, but it's like a place where I belong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a sense of it creates a sense of belonging.
0: Mm. There was this house at K-State. I'm like trying to remember the name of it, but it had a bunch of dudes in fraternities and like they just combined the letters of all of their fraternities to to create the name of this house. I don't remember what the name of it was, but like that house became like the biggest deal for a year because they like branded it and they created a twitter account for it and an instagram (laughs) and it's i like it sounds silly but like that's the kind of stuff that we have to do if we want to make a make a splash we called it
1: we called our lobby the fisher's lobby the lobby right outside our wing yeah yeah and the other households hated it the other households on that floor hated it but i was like this is our lobby did did
0: everybody call it that
1: yeah, pretty much everybody did, yeah.
0: Does anybody still call the the lobby that we podcasted in the Lulu Lemon Lounge?
1: No, nobody calls it that. <laughs> except for except for like me and Phoebe and Teresa.
0: What about me? I do it too.
1: You do it. Okay.
0: Four of us. Four. <laughs> Hooray. Okay. Well, that's the the power of all this. So I'm trying to figure out like We've had, we've tried, we've workshopped a couple names. It was Boytown for a while, but then we heard Dr. Jonathan Reyes' talk about how we need to be men instead of boys, and so that kind of fell apart.
1: I, I think that's harmless. I'm going back on that. You think Boytown? I think Boytown's fine. Here's the thing: I, 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 I didn't hear that talk. I don't know what he said. Yeah, but I'm gonna have an opinion on it. Okay. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's. I, I think you can still. Did be you a skip man. all
0: the talks at Seek this year?
1: No. I didn't. I just skipped that one. Uh-huh. Okay. If I,
0: if I, I mean, never mind. I'm not going to say that.
1: I think I skipped all the men's talks. There you go.
0: That's, that's the question. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we ended up calling it Mantropolis for a while, which just doesn't have the same ring as Boytown. That's kind of funny, but Boytown is hilarious. I think what I really want to do is get boys a bunch of- Boys support boys. Boys support boys. I want to get a bunch of wooden ducks at a thrift shop and call it The Pond. <laughs> you come to The Pond later? The Swamp. Nope. The sw- <laughs> nope. Or I, yeah, I don't know. Like I just want the stoop. Cause I have a stoop in front of my house that I sit the on. Stoop. I like literally, I'm just trying to workshop all of these names to find something that will stick and something that like, that I can create a theme around and just go and run wild with it and like have a, have a party where everybody dresses up like the theme of the house. Cause if I buy in and if Alexander, my, my teammate buys in, then everybody else will buy in. It's just a matter of like figuring out what that is. And doing it. And it sounds like super like manipulative and marketing wise, but my desire is for people to have to create good memories at, at my house, to have good experiences that are yeah. separate from what the campus life can offer them. Um, it's you know, I want people to to know that when they come over to wherever, whatever it's called, that they can have um, a good, virtuous time that will still be like really, really fun and not just be like whatever. And so that's why I'm like, I'm with you on. Axing the tv axing movie nights we're just gonna we're gonna hang out and i just want to do like this is going to be the year where i think i'm don't tell my boss or my boss's boss but i'm trying to get in trouble with the university like i want to <laughs> i'm serious yeah. like i want to do stuff that will get me like like hey you can't do reprimand. That. Formally you know, reprimand formally formally <laughs> reprimanded like i want to do i want to play campus golf with a tennis ball <laughs> you know like i want to create my own course and like get get a caddy and a golf cart you that's know, really funny. I want to put our Bluetooth speaker in the back of my car and sneak it onto campus and drive it around like I I want to go to class in a chicken suit. I just want to do crazy stuff because that's you what... don't have
1: you don't take classes there. I know. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is uh, chicken discrimination.
1: You know, you walk in with a chicken suit and a surfboard.
0: <laughs> my name's Joseph. It's long for Joe. Um. <laughs> The, it's so like, I just, I think that I'm very big this year on creating experiences, but I'm not going to try and manufacture an experience that I think will be good. I'm just going to try and th- do some crazy stuff.
1: You just want, you just want to name for the, Hey, listen, you name a band before you make any music. So I guess it. it's not, yeah. you're not manufacturing an inside joke. You just want to like make something fun and yes. name it. And if everybody yes. names it, then it's fine. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's what I mean. And so. That especially right at Tulsa, right? That's just not the that's not the community. That's not the charism. That's not the the attitude of that place. At, at a place like K State or Texas A and M, where a lot of my friends are from, that is the the thing, right? And people would do that all the time. And so, yeah. since it's a bit of a smaller, more academically focused school, there's not as much of that sort of. And everybody lives on campus. It just kind of reduces a lot of that freedom to just create and name and be silly.
1: There's not and a lot of goofiness, yeah.
0: Not a lot of goofiness, and so I'm trying to bring my goof levels to maximum overdrive.
1: <laughs> the most goofy I ever got was driving onto the golf course at night, yeah, while a student, and that was that's very much against the rules. <laughs> did I tell you about the banners?
0: Yes, you did. You've told me about the banners many times. You got in have good I talked about for the banners?
1: Have I talked about it on the podcast? Uh, I definitely did. Probably. I freaking I love that story because did I tell story. you the punchline of that story? No, probably.
0: You well, sound like the, you want to tell it again, so you might as well just
1: No, there, there's there's new developments, oh, sort hey? of. There's there, there's developments as of last year. I just haven't talked about it in a while. Okay. The, the So long story, everyone who knows Hugo's who the Franciscan knows about this. Someone someone who went by the code name of Jericho stole all the household banners, most of them. And, we don't know um, who it is. We do. That's the development. So Oh really? Um, yeah. So you? me me and my friend Kyle, I'm gonna get to that. Me and my friend Kyle, we played detective. And um they, we 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 found out. We thought we found out who it was, and then yeah. we text. It, it was like an anonymous text to everyone's phone. I think they set up like a fake phone number app or whatever, and they texted us. They were like, at the end of the whole thing, they were like, find you can find the banners in the golf course shed. And so we hopped in my car and we like screamed up there. We found the banners and we we brought them back to the student center. And we were like freaking heroes or whatever. <laughs> and we f- we f- we that's what we felt like. And we right. We're like, man, I can't believe we got them. We got the people. We knew who it was. We saved this the is city. Great. We saved the whole, we saved, we did it, Patrick. We saved the city. And then, um, like a couple of months later, two senior girls who I knew, but did not think did it, posted a picture of themselves with all of the banners in their house. And they were like, senior year was great. It was like right after they graduated. Yeah. And so the next year, this, this girl, uh, I guess she posted it. So London, her name was London she uh she came i i walked up to her and i was like hey she's like i think i like i'm worried you were mad at me and i'm like no i'm not mad at you at all i think that's hilarious but apparently they like they saw how hard we were working uh-huh. <laughs> they wanted to give us a win uh-huh. and so they wanted us to feel like we won and be the hero of the story <laughs> <laughs> and i was like man you guys played us even played. when we thought we were playing you like that's that's incredible i was i was so impressed that's but, so time. yeah that that was, but that's the, that's, but that was that's the, the kind of stuff shenanigan. that I want to
0: do. Like, I want to steal stuff. Okay, yeah. hold on, back up. I, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily want to steal anything. I want to, if something can be stolen and then returned, you know what I mean. In a good, if
1: it's something like a, like a, like a fraternity token that's like there to be stolen, a, you know. Yes, a good natured theft. That's the thing about the. Banners. <laughs> I can't even say the banners that in the are like. Face. The banners of the household banners are like that's a classic thing to steal. Really? Like that's just that's like it's a flag. It's meant to be captured, you know. And uh, not it. everybody on friend, not everybody at Franciscan thinks that they're like it's sacred. And I'm like, no, it's okay, not. It's literally down. not. The
0: only thing sacred at Franciscan is is Jesus.
1: Yeah, and also sacramentals. Well, that too.
0: <laughs> I'm so- I'm just I I couldn't think of anything else. But I, I you're right.
1: <laughs> there are there are things that are that are sacred. So and. Anyway,
0: if, if you see me back on the gram, but if you see me uh, not on my own account, but just on a completely different account that I just started up and it has a picture of my house as the profile picture, know that this is what I'm doing, okay?
1: <laughs> I am creating-
0: I'm creating a brand. It's literally like, I'm not joking, it's I wish I would have had a degree in marketing because that's 90% of what- I have to do, you know, to, I love, do, I, I am a slave
1: to the brand. Yeah. I am loyal to the brand,
0: slave to the brand, slave to Christ. First of all, slave to a brand. Second
1: of all, <laughs> I was talking to, I was talking to a, a, a fallen away Catholic at a bar once. Yeah. Like a couple of, a couple of weeks, it was like a couple of days ago, actually. And he said that one of the worst thing, one of the things the Catholic church is the worst at is marketing. It's and true. I was like, I was like, yeah, We're no, really, that's a very really good point. Bad at it. And he was like, he was like, can you, can, can you tell me that like, if I was a new Catholic and I like walked up to like a random parishioner, Mm -hmm. how would like, sorry, if I, he was like, if I was a new Catholic and I just walked into a random parish, would I be welcomed? And I was like, well, if you went to one of these parishes in our, in our groupings, definitely the others, I'm not so sure, but you're right. And he's like, or like, what about like the cranky old lady answering the phones at the parish office? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Our, our front, our front office secretary is the sweetest woman in the freaking world. (laughs) And, so we're good at marketing, all right, buddy. And <laughs> and but we we had we had a conversation about that. And I was like, yeah, it's true. Literally everything hurts or helps your brand. Yeah, brand is not branding is not like just the logos. It's like it's the everything. it's the 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 sense of community you give. It's and, what people
0: think of when they yeah. when you hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's the mm, it it goes so deep. I wish we had more time to talk about this, but we've already been going for like an hour. Yes, it's true. So. I don't know. This is, as more things develop, I feel like I might like read a marketing book or something. Like, I don't know. I might actually do some freaking research on this. Cause I, I strongly believe that this is the way to like break into not like to be popular and like have parties at my house all the time, but to, um, to get, get past like the Catholic bubble. You know, I want to burst through that bubble and break into the the campus community as a whole. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's so hard. At the, when it's at a school so small like that it's so difficult so mm-hmm. that's what i'm that's what i learned dude is I, I feel like i have such a clear direction going into this year and i'm freaking hyped about it so i can dig it that's what's up that was that was training that was three three nuggets from five weeks of training there's a there's that's a lot title more, of the episode but yeah top name it top nugs <laughs> okay.
1: Top nugs. Top nugs from Ethan Steven. <laughs> Ethan's top nugs. <laughs> top nugs. Top uh, nugs. And it'll be like a picture of uh, be a picture of Tom Cruise yes. playing volleyball. Yes.
0: Um, if you're getting to the end of the episode here, that means that you've already heard the ad that we placed at the beginning of this episode. I'm just reminding you that it's there. And I'm reminding Patrick that we have to record it after this episode ends so that we can put it at the beginning of the podcast.
1: And not break the contract we signed and not break the contract we signed because and by that i mean the contract that i signed on ethan's behalf wait a minute i didn't give you power of attorney you're not my (laughs) you're not my wife get out of (laughs) here i didn't give you power of attorney you're not my wife pay me that's
0: okay um yeah i'm going to colorado tomorrow i'll be gone for like a week uh but i'll be back and we can record for next week are perfect st- are you still there okay good yes um and then yeah i'll uh, this was good i missed i missed podcasting with you i'm glad i'm glad to be back
1: it's very good to be it is, it is good that we are here are you talking so quietly called-
0: just to meme me because i'm talking extra loud at the end of the episode to make sure that you don't have to put my volume up
1: no i'm, I'm thinking about what my what my little tidbit is going to be
0: ah yes um well Patrick, oh we gotta that, we gotta
1: add what's all ad?
0: right i was just gonna say check us out on patreon uh, lots been going on there. Actually, not a lot has been going on there because I'm the only one to post anything. But I was gone for five weeks, so shut up.
1: Not no things are things are happening. Things are um, happening. On we Patreon. have mugs com. now. What? Shut up. Never mind. So Ethan doesn't get to know Thanks he insulted me. We have mugs now. <laughs> um. Also, we're replacing the monthly mailbag with a monthly live stream. Yay. Um. Which is private for our patrons only. So is become it? a patron. Yeah. Why not?
0: I think we should still answer people's questions every night. And oh, and
1: then. yeah, we can if the patrons don't say anything because, like, it's possible that those 70 people aren't going to be able to tune in when we <laughs> report right. it. So yes. we can still have questions. Correct. But if you want to watch it and you want to live answer question, ask questions, become a patron for $3 a month or more. Patreon.com slash crutch.
0: I love it. Uh, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people?
1: Support us on Patreon so I can pay off Phoebe's student loans.
0: Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we'll see you all next week.